all your injury updates, including the captain. Quan Martin and Ricky Stromberg, a couple of rookies with high praise from the coaching staff, and a DC legend retires. All of that on your 24 August Daily Commanders update. Let's go. <music> Greetings and salutations. Welcome to your Daily Commanders update for 24 August here on Ref the District. We are a proud member of the Believe Network. I'm the Stoner. Appreciate all of you for checking in. Go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button and notifications because we're putting content out all the time, as you know. Let's get right to it. We've got a lot to talk about here on what was basically a quiet day of practice. Only helmets, no pads. Look, there's a game coming up here in just two days, and they just had a game just three days ago. So it's uh, they're going to keep things a little bit light this week because of the condensed schedule game on a Monday and then a game on a Saturday. That's a tight, tight schedule. So that's, uh, that's the plan this week. So let's get right to the, the uh, injury updates here. And first of all, this is uh, from Nikki Javala from the Washington Post, and she's got all the uh, updates here. Ron Rivera said Dax Milne suffered a groin injury, a little bit of a setback, and we'll monitor him. We'll talk a little bit more about Dax here in just a second. Logan Thomas is back out for individual drills and that he's progressed really well. Logan Thomas has been progressing ever since the, he went out with that calf injury. He has steadily improved. He, we saw him back out on the uh, on the field getting some individual work the last few days, including today. I expect him probably to go full practice starting next week as he get close to uh, close to the start of the regular season. Tressway is going to punt and hold on Saturday. As we know, he was only doing holding duties against Baltimore, well, against Cleveland as well. Uh, but thank goodness he was there because he saved that first kick. It was a bad snap from Cheeseman. Um, so glad to see that he's going to have full duties. I think this, I mean, look, Tressway, this is year 10 for him, I believe. He's getting a little up there, up there in age. So they bring in an extra punter during the week to let that guy take all of the reps and more of the stress of everyday practice. Because if he doesn't punt, if Tress doesn't punt, and they don't have a backup, who else is going to do live punting? So it's good to have another guy out there during the course of training camp. Kendall Fuller's had some knee soreness and is progressing well. Well, Kendall, this has been going on for about a week or so. Uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. He's your starting outside corner, at least for now. So Keep an eye on Kendall Fuller's knee, uh, but as Ron said, he is progressing well. Also, Chase Young with his stinger is working his way back into practices and waiting for a final exam Friday to be cleared. Uh, I hated final exams, but uh, this is a medical final exam for Chase Young. Probably looking forward to it so he can get back to uh, full contact. If this was a regular season, I'm sure he would be out there uh, playing, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. The only thing I'd be concerned about is in this preseason, he's not going to play Saturday. Uh, he's had four snaps in the preseason, four snaps. That's it. And on that fourth snap, he got that stinger and he was done in that Cleveland game. So that's just a little bit of concern about some rust a little bit for the start of the regular season. If he starts off slow, we can probably point to that, that he hasn't had as much work in the uh, training camp and preseason, but uh, he should be fully healthy by the time week one comes around. And Rivera made a point to say that all of these injuries 
do not have uh, any effect on the initial 53. As you recall, the initial 53 has to be announced by, I believe it's 4 o'clock next Tuesday. Uh, so keep an eye on that. That's where every team goes from 90 to 53. So there's going to be a thousand guys out there available. So it's just going to be crazy. They usually stagger it and release a chunk here, chunk there, chunk there. But now they're just going from 90 to 53 on Tuesday of next week. So, uh, and don't forget on Monday, we're going to have our 53 man projection show where we get a bunch of creators who are going to predict or project all the different groupings, uh, position groups within the commanders. It's always a lot of fun. And then Tuesday, we'll talk to our friends over at Believe in Commanders about the initial 53-man roster with Anthony Armstrong, former Redskins uh, wide receiver, and, of course, Brian Murphy. So, uh, as I said, we want to talk about, uh, real quick, we want to talk about the Dax Milne situation. He went through installation after the injury report that came out, so he was out there. Uh, now, of course, there wasn't it wasn't a full practice, but he was out there for the installation plays and what they would normally do uh, this time of the week on Thursdays. So at least that part's good. It means he's not over on the side having to go through extra training, uh, you know, or medical watch over on side fields and such. So that's a good sign for Dax Mill because we all know Dax Mill needs the needs the reps. So I would expect to see Dax Mill out there on Saturday. He's fighting for that last position. Um, for the command, the last wide receiver position, we all think for the commanders. If they go with seven, I think he stays on. If they go with six, I think he's in a lot of trouble. Now, to update you on the captain, Terry McLaurin, of course, we all know that his x ray came back negative, his MRI came back negative, and they just want him to sit for the next few days, rest up, stay off of that big toe. It, it's probably turf toe. It is probably a stretched limb, ligament, something to that effect. I know it's not great, but relatively speaking, it could have been a whole lot worse, but it's not. But it's still something that's going to have to be dealt with. If he does stay off it for the next few days and you get through and you come back, it's probably Monday is when they'll practice again or for sure on Tuesday. Is he going to be out there ready to practice? No chance. No chance he's going to be out there ready to practice. And now you're less than two weeks away from week one. And now he hasn't been doing anything cardio-wise and all that. Sure, he's an elite athlete. It's not like he's going to get out of shape. But the point is he's he's going to be missing those reps and reps and reps that they do every day. There's a reason that even though there's two weeks till practice, I mean two weeks till the regular season, that they're still out there practicing every single day because they need those reps. So I'm concerned about that part. I personally, I think he's going to probably miss a couple of weeks. I don't have any inside information on that. The sources that I've talked to are not reporting anything like that because nobody knows at this point, but I'm saying that simply because he's got to get back into football shape once he's able to get back on there and he's got to be hundred percent healthy too. So I think he's probably going to miss a couple of weeks, which is, which is not great, but that's, Totally my opinion. Hopefully that's not the case. Next here is um, talking about the coaching staff had a praise for a couple of rookies, one on each side. Uh, here from Zach Selby is uh, reporting that Del Rio said, Quan Martin has been outstanding, has had a few errors that are noticeable, but he doesn't make the same mistake twice. One thing I'll say about Quan Martin, we have watched him in both of these preseason games struggle. He's been out of position. 
He's had some missed tackles in both games. But one thing we do know about Quan Martin, he's a smart kid. And he's having to learn the, uh, the, the slot position, the outside corner position, the safety position. He's having to learn all of these, and he's having to do it with different guys, first-team guys, second-team guys, all of this in training camp. That's a lot to take in. So I wouldn't worry about him too much. I think he's going to struggle during the course of the season, but I think in the long run, this is a really solid pick with the second-rounder out of Illinois. So don't be too concerned uh, about his future, uh, but he might struggle a little bit as the season, you know, early on in the season. So keep an eye on that. Also, John Kime reporting that Rivera had a lot of praise for Ricky Stromberg and said he has excelled at both center and guard said it is really helping us clean up decision-making and what John is uh, trying to interpret what Ron Rivera is saying is that if he shows that he can play both guard and center, then maybe they only have to keep nine offensive linemen. Usually you keep 10 offensive line, but if you got one guy who can play two spots and he's not stuck in just that center, he's only a third string center, then maybe he can play second, uh, second team guard on both sides. We saw him play in the Baltimore game. He played both sides, uh, or I mean, both positions, both guard and center. And I think he played right and left guard. So he's come a long way in training camp. When I went out to training camp, and saw with my own eyes the threes were out there and he wasn't even out there for the threes I don't remember who exactly was playing center but when the third team offense was out there with Jake Fromm and guys you know you don't really recognize he was on the sidelines watching and I thought "Uh uh-oh this is not this is not coming along as well as we had all hoped but as you see here that Rivera saying that he has excelled at both we saw it on tape in that Baltimore game, he played extremely well. So hopefully, you know, he just needed that little learning curve and now he's right where he needs to be, uh, being the, uh, the third string center, but second string right guard. All right. Next, we're going to talk about Jamin Davis and what, uh, JP Finley is reporting that Jack Del Rio said, he said, Jamin Davis is putting in some good work coming back from off season surgery. He said, Quan Martin has, been outstanding. Ron Rivera said, or Del Rio said, outstanding. He said, Jamin Davis is putting in some good work. That's an indictment on Jamin Davis. I'm sorry. I like to read into these tweets or these reports, but when you say a guy is putting in some good work, he's not saying he's outstanding. He's not saying he's excelled, as Rivera said about Stromberg, that he has excelled. Why isn't he saying Jamin Davis is excelling? or has been outstanding, or has been awesome, or fantastic. He said he's putting in some good work. That's the kind of things that they said last year about Carson Wentz and the year before that about Fitzpatrick. That's the code words that they use to say not good without saying not good. So keep an eye on the whole Jamin Davis situation. And to kind of tag along with that, that the uh, as Adam Schefter is reporting, and of course everybody's reporting now, is that Isaiah Simmons is being traded from the Cardinals to the Giants for a seventh-round pick. Now, this is a linebacker who was drafted just a couple of years ago as the eighth overall pick. Uh, Four years? He was in Chase Young's draft, I believe. You fact-check me on that, but they declined his fifth-year option. may have been the year before that he was drafted. 
just check that for me. But the point is that he was the eighth overall pick, I believe, and and they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, and now they're trading him away for a seventh-rounder. First of all, the Cardinals are having a fire sale because they they traded away a guard uh, right after that, or a tackle, sorry, uh, just a couple hours after that. So they're having a fire sale over there. They're, they're stocking up all those draft picks. But the question is, if we have a little bit of struggle at our linebacker position with this Jamin Davis that we talked about, and also we uh, we heard a little bit about Cody Barton has been struggling picking up this defense a little bit. We didn't want to give a look to Isaiah Simmons. Now the point, he was going to be cut. That's what the rumor that was out there. But the Giants says, you know what? We're not going to try and fight with everybody over his free agency rights. We're going to go ahead and trade a seventh rounder. He's not worth a seventh rounder to Washington, a sixth rounder even. Maybe they were hoping he would be out on the open market and they'd go grab him, you know, because they have a a fair amount of money in the salary cap. But they didn't get that chance because the Giants stepped up and said, we'll give you a seventh rounder. Now, it's basically a rental uh, unless he plays well and they sign him to a contract because he's a free agent at the end of this year. But I thought they should have gone after Isaiah Simmons. But, you know, that's just a name. I don't have really any idea how well he's played in Arizona, but of course he's a name because he was an uh, eighth overall pick. Last thing to touch on here is the report that uh, Steven Strasburg, DC legend, Nationals legend, Steven Strasburg is going to announce his retirement in September, big press conference and everything. Steven Strasburg can be a little bit of a controversial figure here because uh, after everything that happened and we'll, we'll lead up to that, he signed a massive 200 $240 million contract, whatever it was, a massive contract. And since then has pitched like 30 innings because he's been hurt. That's not his fault. Good for him for getting the money and all, but uh, it was kind of the start of the downfall after the world series win. But Steven Strasburg may be, the most important player in the history of the Nationals. Not in the history of the franchise, going back to the Senators and all that, but this Nationals reboot since 2005, he's probably the most important player. He was the number one overall pick 2008. You got to fact check me on all these things because my brain is mush after having all these numbers come in there uh, for years and years and years. But, uh, I think it was 2008. He was the number one overall pick out of San Diego state. And he was this electric strikeout King. And a few years later, he comes up to the majors and his major league debut, he strikes out 14 dudes and the place was buzzing. And, and then it builds and builds and builds. And next thing you know, the nationals are in the world series and he's the world series MVP where he was an absolute stud in that postseason especially in that World Series, Game 7. It was amazing to watch. Uh, So we will be, as fans of the Nationals, we will be forever grateful to number 37. They should probably retire that number, put it up in the rafters. Uh, He is is a legend here in D.C., and uh, we thank him for everything he did for this franchise, bringing a World Series, uh, being a gamer, uh, being a good dude. But it is time for him to retire. 
the reports are he can't even, uh, because of this thoracic outlet syndrome, I think it's called, they really can't figure it out. He's had a couple of surgeries and, and they just can't fix it. He can't even pick up his kids. And so he needs to go and get to that point where he has to stop worrying about baseball and start worrying about being able to pick up his kids. So for everything you did for their, this franchise, for this city, for for all of us fans, thank you, Steven Strasburg. We appreciate you a ton. And we appreciate all of you for checking in on the Daily Commanders update. Threw in a little nationals there for you at the end. Be sure to hit that like, hit that subscribe button, uh, and hit that notifications because you're going to get notified every day that we're putting stuff out. Don't forget, tomorrow, Daily Commanders update. Saturday, we will be putting out the... Um, a preview of the Bengals game and uh, Sunday we'll have your uh, day after reckoning Monday's our 53 man projection project Tuesday. We're going to break down the actual roster and then we'll be back live Wednesday at seven 30 and we'll just keep doing this over and over and over again. This is the place to get your commanders updates. We bring you all of it and we want to hear from you how much you like it or things we may have gotten wrong. Like I probably got, numbers wrong i probably got dates wrong but you can correct us in the comments uh we love it we got no problem with that but this is the place tell your friends subscribe and until next time be a fan you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.